Amazon Business honors Jill Lau, Chief Procurement Officer of Global Network Bank. Last week, Jill saved big and used Amazon Business to help her team buy 327 headsets. Now Bob can keep his conversations to himself. Wait, am I still on speakerphone? With business buying easier than before, Jill now uses her extra time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Thank you for holding Hang it up, Bob. The Big Bark. Listen up, dog owners. It's for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. Hello, and a very big welcome back to The Big Bark Podcast. I'm your host, Jarrah Burke, and coming to you from Balneaki County Limerick, I am here next to my wonderful co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. Of course, they're canine co-hosts, so they won't really be talking too much during the show unless somebody knocks at the door or rings the doorbell. So, since last week, we've had a fantastic week, we have gone to number one in the Apple Podcast Charts for Pets and Animals in Ireland. We have also gone on and launched our first uh, newsletter, which went out to email address uh, for our subscribers there yesterday, I believe. And each month we'll be putting that out to our subscribers so that they can keep up to date of what's going on with the Big Bar, just in case they missed any small details or anything, or missed our episodes. We'll have all the episode links, we'll have what's coming up in the next month etc etc so today after last week's uh fantastic episode with uh jamie sugu from trails and tales jamie got that right this time around uh sorry for getting it wrong last week in the introduction but had a great great week last week with jamie he was just like so much fun and he's been like a real i suppose his show has been a great um episode for us and everybody loved it uh, one or two little complaints about the um, not-so-PG language, but uh, look, it's only one or two out of the couple of hundred downloads uh, so far. By the time that this goes out, we will hopefully have a uh, lot more downloads. So I'd imagine the ones of probably aiming at towards a thousand downloads for that one uh, in the next few days. So... Let's see, what did we get up to this morning? We went out to Mungus, out to the community park outside there. The doggies are wrecked after it. And it was a great day because we got to see where this new proposed dog park uh, that was Jamie was talking about last week is going. Um, still have some concerns about that, but I'm hoping in the coming weeks to have a couple of the uh, Limerick councillors on to chat a bit about that. Well, look... That's all that. Uh, all well and good. Let's get to today's show. And we have a very special guest today. We have Maeve Humphreys from dogscouts.ie joining us today. Maeve, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing good. So, Maeve, uh, for anyone who hasn't heard of you, uh, let's give our listeners a brief int- introduction to you. Yeah, so um, I started my business, Dog Scouts, uh, last year. So in the middle of the pandemic, of course, and Dog Scouts offers one-to-one training using positive games-based methods to pet dogs and their owners. 
So at the time I was starting the business and everyone was telling me I was mad to be starting in the middle of the pandemic. But I had been planning it for a long time and I had told myself 2020 was the year to start. So I wasn't going to let the virus stop me either. Um, so I kind of started dog training. Really, I became passionate about it with my when I got my current dog, Scout. She's a rescue and my business is actually named after her. Um, so she has some fear reactivity issues. So as in she would bark, lunge, growl when, when she saw other dogs. And I also had the experience growing up with that we had a dog with some similar issues. And I could recognize that his life was quite stressful. And I don't think that he had the quality of life that he deserved. So I decided at that point, I didn't want that life for Scout. So I started to explore what I could do for her. Um, started with YouTube videos, books, and then I started doing some dog training courses and the obsession just escalated and escalated so in 2018 the opportunity came up to do the pro dog trainer course with absolute dogs so I jumped at that and it was through them that I discovered games-based training and I was just really really drawn to the method of training um it's really innovative and fun and I saw major transformations happening in Scout and I really wanted to spread these methods. I wanted to help more dogs. So I started helping family and friends dogs. And then I decided to that this was really a mission I wanted to get on. So I decided to start that as a business. And it really is a dream come true to now actually be doing this um, all the time and helping all the dogs that I, I can get get to. That's brilliant. And you mentioned there like this, like people thought you were crazy uh, starting up a business in a pandemic. Like obviously the most difficult year going to set up a business, but how has it been going for you so far? Um, so I started it in September. So I had a few weeks, gained a few clients and it was going really well. And we went into lockdown again. So I'm, we've been in lockdown for the past what, five months. So Feels like kind of starting up again, but I've been overwhelmed with the number of people contacting me even during the lockdown that really want help with their dogs. I try to do what I can if I can give them a few tips to tide them over in the meantime, but um, really I can't wait to get back to doing my one-to-one sessions um, from tomorrow, actually. So we're looking forward to that. That's fantastic. And Maeve, like, we had a carry from uh, Madra on with us there two weeks ago and also last week Jamie and the same thoughts resonated with them and there's going to be a lot of dogs now like since that were I suppose got during COVID by people you're going to see like a lot of behavioral issues with and what's your what's your thoughts on that? Um, I think that's a possibility but I think generally speaking um, there, there is kind of a lack of understanding around socialization anyway and a lot of the behavioural problems you'd see COVID or no COVID. Um, I think people think of socialisation as being simply exposure. And the more that you expose your dog to different people or other dogs, that, that that's what's going to make a confident dog. But that's not really the case. So 
I wouldn't recommend that people, for example, take their dogs out on a walk and get them to meet every random dog. Proper socialization is about building confidence and optimism, which you can do through games. You don't need to expose your dog to random dogs that you meet. And when you meet random dogs, you're really leaving it up to chance. You don't know how that dog is going to react to your dog. And for a little puppy, if a dog does snap or growl, that's not a good that's not a positive experience for them. So what I would advise people to do is to look at games and how games can build optimism and confidence. Um, it can help if, if you know a calm, confident older dog, it can help, but I don't think that you absolutely have to have, they ha- absolutely have to have that experience in order to be good with other dogs and so I don't recommend that people go around and just trying to find any dog to socialize their dog with and being well socialized is also about teaching the dog to mind their own business so can the dog be around other dogs and think that's not a big deal and be calm and engage with their owner um because I think as well another thing is people often think oh my puppy is really excited when they see other dogs that must be a good thing but actually, you know, when the puppy is really excited, that means that they're aroused, meaning that they're very highly stimulated by other dogs. And fear comes from a place of arousal too. So it can easily, that excitement can easily switch over from a positive arousal to negative arousal. Um, whereas if you have calmness, if a dog that's calm and confident when they see other dogs, that's so much less likely to happen. Another thing that can happen as well is that people will approach other dogs with their puppy and it's fine when they're small and they're cute, but maybe when they get older, it's not going to always be appropriate. So what that dog will, that dog will then develop, um, frustration because they will have gotten used to the idea that I get to greet every dog and then when suddenly there's always going to be some day where it won't be appropriate and then you can get um reactivity like barking and lunging that comes from a place of frustration as well as a place of fear so I I'm not sure how much of an impact COVID is going to have um because I think it's a significant issue that exists anyway yeah, absolutely. And like I suppose like even I see it like with Funo and Millie, like it's you can always trust your own dog, you know what your own dog is like, but like like just there, like you don't know what someone else's dog is like and you don't know how they're gonna react against uh with your dog. Yeah, exactly. And I've even seen very well meaning owners trying to help their dogs. They know their dogs might bark and lunge at other dogs and they'll actively seek out people and other dogs to bring their dog up to, thinking that they're helping to socialize their dog or helping to make their dogs feel better. But actually they're putting their dogs in a kind of an intense situation that's going to be very stressful for them. So um yeah, like it's about giving them the distance that they feel comfortable and gradually building up their optimism and confidence and changing their association with other dogs. And you don't do that by training in the situation. So that's a big thing about games-based training is that you're setting up real-life situations through games and you're building the dogs. um, You're working on the things that the dog struggles with and changing those struggles into strengths. And then when they are able to 
cope better, then it's about placing them back into the situation. So I would never advise people to train in the situation where your dog is struggling. Okay, I mean, tell us then, um, like, you're a big fan, obviously, of games-based training. So t- give us a few examples, like, what kind of games would you actually do with the dogs? Um, yeah, so I think that optimism is a really big concept that I think every dog should have. I think it's a real gift if you can give your dog um, optimism. Um, and so what optimism basically means is... When faced with something new or novel, does your dog think this is going to have a good outcome or is it going to have a bad outcome for them? And so we can build optimism by teaching them that lots of novel situations do have positive outcomes. So um, I would say it's hard to explain all the games just in, in words. You really have to see them. And there's literally like a hundred games. Um, But I would really look at like anything that's new or different. Can you reward your dog, even if they're not scared of it? They don't. I think that's the other thing that people think that their dog has to be scared of something. And then you change their association with that thing. But it could be anything. It could be a plastic bag blowing in the wind. And you can pair that with a positive outcome by praising your dog or giving them a treat. And. So we set up lots of novel situations that you can set up in your home, in your garden, and you can build optimism that way. So it can involve things like noises um, or, you know, visual things. I like to get dogs to walk on different surfaces, climb on different things. I love getting um, packaging in. I love using cardboard boxes, uh, scattering their dinner in a cardboard box or around packaging, getting them to explore that. And that's a great way to build their optimism. Fantastic. And I've seen from like your your Instagram stories, uh, I saw you recently got a seesaw out the back. I'm assuming that was for Scouts, yeah? Yeah, it's um, it's an agility seesaw. So we actually do agility, agility as well. Um, so for people that don't know what agility is, it's a dog sport. It's basically where you get your dog to do a number of obstacles and there's there's competitions and stuff um we're still pretty new to the dog sports world it's a new thing for me i've always been into pet training and behavior training so i'm still learning about that and i tell you like for me uh like watching the agility every year on crofts it's it's probably for me when i watch crofts every year my favorite thing to watch like the agility especially the dogs who like go completely wrong like and like you see a lot of like the shelter dogs that come in and they're just doing it for the crack like and it's really funny to watch it as well and it's yeah. you see some of the dogs in there and the speed that they go around the course it's just it's phenomenal two brand new tickets are making their presence felt in dc from u street to downtown from adams morgan to anacostia introducing the district diamonds and 51st scratchers from dc lottery inspired by the district made for the district with prizes up to $151,000. Grab them today from your local D.C. lottery retailer. Because here in D.C., this is how we play. Please play responsibly. Yeah, it's really fun. And I think it's a great outlet if you have a high-drive dog because it uses both their brain and their body, you know, so they get mental stimulation and physical stimulation. Um, You know, it's maybe not for every dog, but certainly 
you know, it's it's a brilliant outlet if your dog enjoys it. Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned, you mentioned now, like the, the mental simulation as well, like the brain simulation. Like that's so important uh, for dogs nowadays, right? Yeah, it is. And I think that people think a lot about exercising their dog, but they don't think as much about um, the mental stimulation side of things. So, um, and games are such a good way to give your dog both of those things. So a lot of, a lot of the games will involve movement and things, but they're really good for exercising their mind. And I think a lot of people might go out and exercise their dog for two hours a day and, and think, and then wonder why their dog can't settle in the evening. Um, and often it's because maybe they've just been chasing a ball for two hours. And what that does is it, it creates a really fit dog, but it doesn't take much thinking involved to, there's not much thinking involved in chasing a ball. So what you're doing is getting them into a really excited state, creating a fit dog, but that hasn't gotten the mental enrichment that they need. So I, yeah, I, I really love games for that. Um, and I love using um, puzzle toys and stuffable shoes and things like that as well to give dogs mental simulation so you know my dogs will get their kongs or other long-lasting shoes every day as well and that's a really good way to bring them down and bring them back to a state of calmness so I'd always recommend that you balance things so chasing a ball is nothing wrong with that but I would limit it and always have an activity that can help bring them down again so like your Kongs or scatter feeding, I love, I love scatter feeding. So by that, I mean getting their dinner, scattering it on the grass or a snuffle mat and getting them to sniff it out and find it. And sniffing, of course, is another really great way to work your dog's brain. Fantastic. And you mentioned uh, as well, like the, the likes of the Kongs and stuff. One thing I'm a very big fan of, and uh, they were very much involved in our all I go for Christmas show back in November, the business showcase, um, Canine Connectables. They're like a big brand up around Dublin and like it's all like kind of all different pieces of a puzzle. They're like connected into each other and you can hide treats in like different parts of it. I tried them out there like earlier on the year with uh, Bruno and Millie and I, I, I think they, they got more frustrated than anything because it was just like, just give me the lab treats. So yeah, would, would you find that like the dogs get frustrated with puzzles? Yeah, so I love canine connectables as well. We have them, but yeah, that is a thing as well. The dogs can get frustrated, and so it is also important to remember that frustration is not enrichment. So if you find if you buy your dog a puzzle toy and you find that they are getting frustrated, look at maybe easier puzzles or make look away at a way you can make it easier. So my dogs are experienced with their puzzle toys so I would put wet food in them and I would freeze them but if your dog isn't experienced I would recommend using dry food first and you can gradually increase the difficulty so you could put a few dry treats and just condition the toy then move on to wet but not have it frozen you could even use the canine connectables and stuff them but not stick not um, piece them together because they're like a puzzle and that will also make it easier. And then I mentioned there scatter feeding in the grass. That's another activity that's quite easy. So a dog is less likely to get frustrated. But we can you you can build their you know 
their tolerance to frustration over time as well by making the challenge easier and then gradually building it up. That's fantastic. And like, again, like big shout out to Lauren and James and Kane and Connectables who were so good to us back at Christmas and like hopefully have them on back back on the show again later on through the year. For, Maeve, tell us then for our listeners, what does a typical day look for you, look like for you, like when you're out meeting like with uh, different dogs and their owners? Um, yeah, so um, for an initial consult, I, it would be an hour and a half and any follow-up is an hour. So I like to have a bit more time to speak to the client. So I'll always, you know, let the client know that I'm coming and give them a few instructions. I'll give them a call before I go into the house. I don't knock on the door. I know it can be kind of stressful and triggering for a lot of dogs. So we want to start off the session with the dogs being in a nice, calm, comfortable state. I'll have a chat with the owner first to figure out what their struggles are and what their goals are. And then I'll instruct the owner on on the games that I pick out. So I, I'll boil any dog struggle down to three concepts. So whether that's confidence, optimism, focus, disengagement, whatever they need. And then I'll give the owner a prescription of games to play with their dog. So during the session, we'll, I'll play the games with the, the owner or I'll instruct the owner on playing the game. So really with dog training, it's about building the relationship between the dog and the owner. So it will be me instructing the owner on how to play the games with their dog. I think that sometimes it can be a perception of people that if they hire a dog trainer, they're going to train the dog for you. But my job is to, to teach the person. You cannot train a dog in an hour or two hours a week. You It needs to really become a way of life. And I love games because they can be done in a really short amount of time. I recommend people do about three minutes per game. Um, so, you know, dogs have a short att- attention span, so they learn better in short amounts of time. But it's about incorporating that throughout the, the dog's life and throughout their day. Um, and, yeah, so that's really how I would do it with people. And I recommend that they keep it up I think dog training is like a muscle if you stop working on it it does go away like any of any skills that we have if you stop practicing it will go away yeah absolutely and I, I love what you say there about like you're basically instructing your trendy owner how to train the dog basically which is what's really needed because I've seen my trainers in the past myself where like you said there they go in for an hour and like they don't actually show the uh, owners like what they need to be doing which is kind of pointless because you need to be practicing it and doing it like on a daily basis yeah exactly and like I said games really become a way of life and it's not just you know train your dog in your kitchen then train your dog in your back garden train them in your front garden train them in the car park where you go to walk them you need them to generalize all of these skills that they're learning so that they can do them anywhere and there's no use me training the dog for somebody when actually at the core of your training with your dog is the relationship that you have and there's no point in me building a relationship 
with your dog. The, the dog needs to have that relationship with you and associate all those positive experiences with working with you. So um, I could train a dog to loose leash walk with me and they'll start to have a really strong a positive association with me they want to hang out with me you want to train the dog to hang out with with, with you um, that's what the relationship is all about and that kind of brings me on to the reason why I really we, we I train in terms of concepts instead of behaviors I think of, you know other forms of dog training focuses on what do I want what behavior I want the dog to do but I look at what are the underlying struggles that are causing a certain situation for that dog. Um, and then we, so then through the games, we turn that dog's struggles into strengths. We reshape their brains. Um, dogs' personalities, as all of ours, are fluid. They're always changing. And we can have an influence on the way that they're growing or we can leave it up to chance. And through games, we have an influence on building optimism, confidence, all of the all of the personality traits they need to be successful in life. That's fantastic, Maeve. And Maeve, what's the what's the goal for the future now that we're coming out of lockdown? Uh, how like how big? Obviously, right now you're you're locally around Limerick, New, uh, Newport, Tip. So, what's the plan? Where do you want this to go to? Yeah, so I'm continuing with my one-to-one training. Um, at the moment, in the future, I'd love to do um, group classes, puppy classes. Um, and I'd love to look at making classes around different skills that dogs need. So, so puppy classes, um, off-leash and on-leash success, household manners, things like that. Um, for the time being, I think the one-to-one format works best with COVID and with the unpredictability of that. Um, but yeah, for the future, that's definitely, you know, I, I'd really love to get a venue as well because at the moment I'm going to people's homes. And I think that's it's good that I'm going to people's homes because it's where the dogs are most, most comfortable. So it's a good place to start. But yeah, I'd love to to get a venue and I think that would help me to be able to help more dogs as well. That's brilliant, Maeve. And listen, Maeve, uh, wish you all the success with this going forward and be sure to keep in touch with us and hopefully we'll have you back on in the future. Maeve Humphreys of dogscouts.ie and Maeve, actually, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way? Yeah, so the best way would be to go to my website. It's dogscouts.ie. And if they, all your contact details are obviously there. Yeah, you can. My email address and my phone number is there, and you can actually contact me through the website as well. And from my website, there'll be links to my Facebook page and Instagram as well. Excellent. And you're pretty active on uh, Instagram. I can see that. And we'll continue to follow you on Instagram ourselves. Thanks very much for joining us today. Bruno and Millie are looking very excited now. Uh, they want me to go and get them some more canine connectables or some cons or some lovely uh, games to play with. So hopefully we'll have Maeve back on again in the uh, future. So that would be very exciting to see how Maeve is progressing with uh, Dog Scouts. And coming up next week, we'll have another exciting guest. I'm not going to reveal too much just yet. Uh, but I will have more details and a little teaser of that on Instagram probably by Monday. So 
let's see. Uh, I think that's basically everything for today. So, if you want to follow us, you know where to go. You go to Facebook, you can go to Instagram, you can go to Twitter. Our handles there on Facebook and Instagram are the Big Bark, the Big Bark Podcast. God, I screwed that one up rightly there. Uh, let's see, on Twitter we are Big Bark Podcast because apparently having death in it, it was a bit too long for Twitter. We are now also on TikTok. Haven't been used to that much, but I'm going to start using a hell of a lot more. And that, again, is the Big Bear Podcast. We're not really going to do Snapchat because, well, not really many people that I know on Snapchat anymore. And you can also go to our website for all our past uh, episodes. You can listen in on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Podchaser, Podtail. Uh, let's see, uh, I think Amazon Music as well now. So you can listen in on all those as well for all previous episodes and of course obviously this one and all future episodes too so that's all for today be sure to follow us on patreon as well and be sure to just like you know give us a few donations on on patreon we we, we love seeing uh, donations come in it'll help us buy some new podcast gear so we can continue to do this well look once again i'm Jared burke host of the big bar podcast uh joined by bruno and millie and from all of us here at the Big Back, have a back in mad week. The Big Bark, listen up dog owners, is for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark.